Good morning, church family. I hope you guys are doing well. And if this is the first time that you are joining us, we want to welcome you guys. We love that you're joining us, and we're glad that you're here with us today. Uh, let me open us up in prayer. I know uh, this is maybe seven months that we have been doing this. And today, for some reason, I need some encouragement because I've been a little bit thrown off uh, doing our recorded videos. Sometimes it just puts some weird pressure on you. And I am feeling that. I think this is take maybe three or four today. Something's going on, so let me pray. Lord Jesus, we magnify and glorify your name. Holy Spirit, have your way. Holy Spirit, speak to me and through me. Lord Jesus, we pray that as we take a look and your word and how to encourage ourselves, Lord, that you would encourage me right now, Lord. I pray for all those joining us, those not able to, Lord. We lift them up. We love you, Lord. We pray this in your name. Amen. Well, praise God, I got through that prayer. And now let's let's talk about the sermon this week. So we are finishing up our sermon series on discouragement. And last week, if you were able to watch this sermon, I talked about the encouragement that we get from others. And we talked about how we also can encourage others. But if you're like me, maybe those moments when you're feeling discouraged, they come at really strange times. Maybe when there's not people around, it's the middle of the night and you're not able to talk to people and get encouragement from them. Or maybe you feel alone in your discouragement because you feel like people are working against you or that people just don't understand what's going on. And it's because of moments like that that it is so important that we learn how to encourage ourselves in the Lord. And there's a great story in 1 Samuel 30, it's a story about King David. And he shows us how to encourage ourselves in the Lord. And I believe that if we follow the steps that he did and we develop a strategy for encouraging ourselves in the Lord, it's going to help us when there is no one to turn to or when we feel all alone. So let me give you guys some background on what's happening in 1 Samuel 30 and a little bit before that as well. So David, he is fleeing from Saul. And so what he has done is he has sought refuge with the Philistine king, King Achish. And he gets pretty instantaneous favor in King Achish. He gives him the land of Ziklag. And so Ziklag's like, I guess it'd be like a town, an area. And this is where David and his men, they settle. And at the same time, David starts fighting for King Achish and he develops more favor with him. And so King Achish, it's his desire. He wants David to fight with him as he is going to fight Israel and Saul. But the other, other Philistine leaders, they don't trust David because David slew Goliath. There's a history here. And so instead of fighting for him, King Achish sends David and his men back to Ziklag. But when they get there, what they found is that the town had been burned down and it has been uh, overtaken by the Amalekites. The Amalekites destroyed it. They had taken everybody prisoner. And David, his family was taken away as well. And last week we mentioned a passage where it talks about David's men. They're turning on him. They want to stone him. They're angry at him. And so he is seeking the Lord and he is getting encouragement through the Lord. So let's talk about how David found strength in the Lord. And I want to start by talking about that Hebrew word for strength. It also means encouragement. And so it is to be or to grow firm or strong. So the strength or encouragement that David sought or found in the Lord 
It was about not giving up. It was about finding the strength through God to continue pushing on through the challenges that he faced. And this is significant because often when people are going through challenges, they just want God to take those challenges away or they want everything to just get better. But encouraging ourselves in the Lord is all about seeking God for the strength to persevere. Again, seeking encouragement in the Lord is all about persevering. It's having that strength not to give up. James 1 verses 2 through 4 in the NIV says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Perseverance, let, let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. I think that's so beautiful because it sums up why we have to, as Christians, embrace the struggles, the challenges that we go through, because it's perfecting our faith. It's helping us to be mature Christians. And that's what it is to, uh, to seek encouragement in the Lord. It's getting that strength to persevere. So I want to talk more specifically of the strategy that David took in encouraging himself in the Lord. And I want to look at a Psalm of David. It's Psalm 143. And we don't know exactly what the circumstances were when, when David wrote this, when he was feeling these feelings. But we see this pattern that he takes and it really helps us. And so I'm going to use Psalm 143 as the background for going through these steps that David took. So the first thing that he did was he acknowledged his weakness. Psalm 143 verses 2 through 4 in the NIV says, Do not bring your servant into judgment, for no one living is righteous before you. The enemy pursues me. He crushes me to the ground. He makes me dwell in the darkness like those long dead. So my spirit grows faint within me. My heart within me is dismayed. You can see the expression, the honesty that David is expressing about his weakness. If we continue to do things our way or we are too prideful to admit we need help, we don't leave any room for God to intervene. So we have to be transparent and we have to show our weakness. I thought of this illustration and some of you have maybe heard this. It's about the guy that is on top of his roof and there's a flood and he's praying to God and he wants help and you know, he has some neighbors that come along in a boat and he's like, no, 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 I'm just trusting God. I'm waiting for God. And so that boat goes by. Some more neighbors come by saying the same things like, no, 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 you know, God's got this. And then finally a helicopter comes by and they're trying to save him. He's like, no, 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 I'm waiting for God. He's going to answer my prayers. But then the water overtakes him. He passes away and he's in heaven and he's wondering, you know, God, why didn't you ever come and get me? I don't understand. Why didn't you save me so I could still be living on earth? And God's like, hey, I, I sent your neighbors in a boat. I sent the helicopter and you didn't listen. And that's because he was too prideful. He wasn't able to share his weakness. So we need to be careful that we don't allow our pride, we don't allow our desires to want to do things our way, get in the way of what God has for us, the way God can help us when we're feeling 
discouraged. So again, the first thing we need to do is acknowledge our weakness. The second thing we see David doing is remembering God's word. Psalm 143 verse 5, the NIV says, I remember the days long ago. I meditate on all your works and consider what your hands have done. Now the way we do that is through the word of God because the Bible tells us of God's promises to us. It tells us of his truth of who he is. And it tells us, tells us of his great love for us. So we need to remember God's word, which means we need to spend time in God's word so we understand what those promises and what those truths are. We need to pray. Psalm 143 verse 1 in the NIV. So this is how David started. It says, Lord, hear my prayer. Listen to my cry for mercy. In your faithfulness and righteousness, come to my relief. Another truth that we learn about God when we remember his word is that he is always present. This means even when it looks or feels like you're alone and there's no one to talk to, you can always talk or cry out to God. And that is an amazing promise. And in your darkest times, when you're in your most isolated situation, you can always talk to God. You can pray to God whenever you need to, whenever you want to. Next, we have to trust and obey God. Psalm 143 verse 8 in the NIV says, Let the morning bring me word of your unfailing love. For I've put my trust in you. Show me the way I should go. For to you I entrust my life. We need to trust God just like David did. If you want to be encouraged in the Lord, you need to trust that he can change your situation and that he has a plan for your life. But you need to believe it and you need to believe it and trust it in your heart. Now the obedience part of this, this is really important as well. The, important, uh, the importance of obedience comes into play when God's plans don't look like your plans or when God needs you to make a change. But maybe it's a change you don't want to make because you kind of like some of the things you're doing. But God's saying, if you want me to help you, if you want my strength to persevere through this, you need to make some changes. So the question you got to ask yourself is, are you going to follow God's leading are you going to continue to take actions into your own hands and try to figure things out on your own? I can't tell you how many times I've heard people going through such discouraging times. And when I hear their situations, I'm like, wow, I think there's some changes you can make. But people are so unwilling to. They want to explain the situation on their terms or the way they view things. They're not looking at things the way God would. So we need to trust and obey God if we want to be encouraged in him and through him. The next thing we see that David did is he worshiped God. Psalm 143 verse 6 in the NIV says, I spread out my hands to you. I thirst for you like a parched land. Isn't that beautiful? Think about that, a dry land, a desert, and then it rains 
and God is that rain and, and, and the dirt, it's just soaking up all the rain. That's what we need to do is we need to soak up all of God. We need to worship him. We need to want to be in his presence. And we need to consciously shift our attention, even if it is for a brief moment and put it on God and his awesome power. That's what it means to worship him. And again, even if it is that dark, isolated time, that's one of the keys to strengthening or being encouraged in the Lord when no one else is present, when it's just us and God, it's worshiping him. And then we need to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. Psalm 143.10 in the NIV says, teach me to do your will for you are my God. May your good spirit lead me on level ground. There are gonna be times when you're feeling discouraged when you have no idea what to do. Maybe the intensity of what's going on is just making it so impossible to focus, or maybe there's just too many options. If you pray for the Holy Spirit's leading and ask God to help you develop more spiritual discernment, the Holy Spirit can empower you in so many ways that can help you. And the incredible thing is the more you are empowered by the Holy Spirit, the more you will see him interceding for you. Through the Holy Spirit, God can open doors no one else can open. And God can close doors that everybody tries to leave open. And those are things that can help you with the discouraging circumstances that you're going through. Now there's something else that is so important that David did as he was encouraged or strengthened in the Lord. 1 Samuel 30, verse 7 through 8 in the NIV says, Then David said to Abathar the priest, the son of Ahimelech, Bring me the ephod. Abathar brought it to him, and David inquired of the Lord, Shall I pursue this raiding party? Will I overtake them? Pursue them, he answered. He will certainly overtake them and succeed in the rescue. So after returning to Ziklag and seeing their homes destroyed and seeing their families taken captive, David needed to make a decision. He needed to figure out, is it worth going and fighting? Is it worth trying to rescue everyone? Or or is this just a battle we're going to lose? My men are tired. They're angry. He didn't even know if anybody would listen to him. And so he asked the priest to get the ephod. And the ephod, it's a garment that the priests wore. And it carried the Urim and the Thummim, which these were like items that were used to determine God's will in a particular situation. And then the verses tell us that David inquired of the Lord. So by getting the ephod, what David is doing is he is seeking God's will on if they should go and pursue the Amalekites. Earlier, I had mentioned that when people are discouraged, when they're going through tough times, they often pray that God will take those challenges away or that he will give people exactly what they want. But when we're discouraged, we have to remember that part of being encouraged or encouraging ourselves in the Lord is about asking God what his will is and what he wants to accomplish. 
And think about that. When you are discouraged, when you are going through something so challenging, part of strengthening ourselves or encouraging ourselves in the Lord is about saying, God, what are you trying to accomplish in this? What is it that you want to do? Do you want to grow me? Are you trying to reveal something to me? That's what David did. That's what we need to do. We need to ask God, what is it that you're doing? What is it that you're teaching me? What is it that I need to change? The most powerful example of seeking God's will in a time of discouragement and challenge can be seen in Jesus' life when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane. Luke 22, verses 39 through 44 in the NIV says, Jesus went out as usual to the Mount of Olives, and his disciples followed him. On reaching the place, he said to them, Pray that you will not fall into temptation. He withdrew about a stone's throw beyond them, knelt down, and prayed. Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. An angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. And being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. I think we would all agree that that is the most discouraging, more than that, that is the most terrifying situation someone can be in. Yet in that moment, when he seeked his father, God, Jesus said, you know, yeah, I would love this help. If you can take this cup from me, please do. But you know what? More than that, I want your will to be done. That's what's most important. This is why it's so important that we seek God's will even when we are strengthening ourselves in the Lord, why this is part of that process. It's because God's ways are not our ways. God doesn't do things the way we want to. God doesn't do things that make sense to us. God does things that make sense to him because he's sovereign, which means he is in absolute control of everything. God is not bound by any limitations. And God knows exactly how things are going to end. And he can create incredible opportunities out of anything. He can take something that Satan, that the world wants to use to destroy us, and he can flip it around for our good. I want to end today. My conclusion is really reading that entire Psalm of David, Psalm 143. And I pray that you're encouraged by it. And I pray that as I read it, that you are reminded that it gets into your head and your heart, the steps we need to take to be encouraged in the Lord, to encourage ourselves in the Lord when there is no one else around. Psalm 143 in the NIV. Lord, hear my prayer. Listen to my cry for mercy. In your faithfulness and righteousness, come to my relief. Do not bring your servant into judgment, for no one living is righteous before you. The enemy pursues me. He crushes me to the ground. He makes me dwell in the darkness and those long dead. So my spirit grows faint within me, my heart within me is dismayed. I remember the days of long ago. 
I meditate on all your works and consider what your hands have done. I spread out my hands to you. I thirst for you like a parched land. Answer me quickly, Lord. My spirit fails. Do not hide your face from me or I will be like those who go down to the pit. Let the morning bring, bring me word of your unfailing love for I have put my trust in you. Show me the way I should go for to you I entrust my life. Rescue me from my enemies, Lord, for I hide myself in you. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. May your good spirit lead me on level ground. For your name's sake, Lord, preserve my life. In your righteousness, bring me out of trouble. In your unfailing love, silence my enemies. Destroy all my foes, for I am your servant. Lord Jesus, we love you, we serve you. I pray, Lord, that you would give us all encouragement and strength, Lord Jesus, to persevere, to carry on in even the toughest times. I pray, Lord, that each of us would meditate on your word for the encouragement that we need. Thank you, Lord, for loving us. Help us to love you. We pray this all in your name. Amen. We love you guys, and we'll see you soon. God bless.